We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, I, I, I'm in shock. I am literally in shock. The Packers beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. So much, so much fun to watch that game um, on Thanksgiving. I know both of you were very wildly on the fence about having the game on Thanksgiving, but um, Sarah, we're going to start with you. Tell me, like, just how you're doing. How, how include the game in this one? If you okay, really I was going to ask, am I allowed to talk <laughs> about the game? Give us instructions, Steve. Yeah, you don't follow them anyway. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it's less than a minute. I'm already yelling at you. <laughs> this is going to be good. I can tell this is going to be really good. Uh, so Sarah, how was, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? How, how did you enjoy the game? Like, how are you doing? Yeah, my Thanksgiving was great. Um, our plans changed a little bit because we had some family members that are under the, that were under the weather. So we actually just ended up doing it at our house. So watching the game ended up being great because we just kind of moved our schedule around it. Um, before I thought we were going to have to move locations and I'd missed parts of the game. And that's why I was kind of upset that it was at the time that it was, but all ended up uh, working out as far as the logistics and 
It was a very enjoyable game to watch. I mean, we were all on record on this podcast saying they were going to get absolutely killed. And quite frankly, the opposite happened. The Packers, uh, they looked really well on all three phases of the game. Um, and it was just a really fun game to watch. Um, and, you know, some of the pieces seemed to be clicking. The Lions are a good team, and that was a really good win for the Packers. Uh, the uh, Thanksgiving Day waxing gibbous curse continues for uh, the Lions, if you've seen that online. But all in all, great weekend. Packers won, UCF won, my fantasy team won. Only one other time this week or this year has all three of those things happened. So I'm feeling good. Vibes are high. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I mentioned last week I'm, I'm usually not a fan of the Packers Thanksgiving Day games, but I did have – we had two Thanksgivings. I went with my mother-in-law on Wednesday and then my family on Friday. Uh, so I got to watch the entire game, hang out. Uh, my wife was a little under the weather, so I hung out with the kids. I said, Daddy, can we play video games? And I said, you sure can. And then I just watched the Packers on another TV. Uh, <laughs> we all hung out together and watched the Packers and played some video games and a lovely time. I mean, it was, it was absolutely one of those, like – like you said, Sarah, I didn't have any hopes for this game. I thought they were going to lose. They open up with that bomb to Christian Watson and just you sit up straight. And go, oh, oh, You're okay. Like, okay. Score and a couple of plays went later. Up and got it too. Oh my! Listen, Watson, this game, he had a couple of those where he was like, "I've I've heard everything you've said about me." He was attacking the ball. Mm-hmm. The thing between two guys going up, grabbing the ball. He, he had a couple where he got hit really hard and hung onto it. Just it was just absolutely tremendous, and the score looks closer than it was. It came down that they had that onside kick. Packers won by seven. They were up by two two touchdowns for the vast majority of that game. They, they were getting sack fumbles all over the place. Like just, we kept I kept texting back and forth with my brothers, and they were like, "This game's awesome. This game rules." <laughs> my my one of my brothers was like playing football with his nephews and came inside, and the Lions scored a touchdown. He's like, "All right, I'm going back outside. Like I'm not watching the rest <laughs> of this game. I'm sorry for what I've done." But yeah, man, terrific game. I mean, just I guess just because expectations and everything. Best game of the year as far as how they've how they looked. I think on both sides of the ball, clicking on offense, some of the throws from Jordan Love, just incredible. So yeah, I had had a lovely time watching this game. And both of you were complaining before the game even started. Yeah, that's this. Shocking. The, oh, one person, the one person. Uh, it happens very rarely, but I have to point out what I'm right. Outside of the fact that I said the Packers were going to get boat raced. I said that a lot. <laughs> that was definitely not the case. But, uh, I mean, I had, a, I had a nice Thanksgiving. Got to see my family. Got to hang out with the kids. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's always interesting. I, I've forgotten what it's like to watch the game with all of my family. Um, not everyone in my family is the most positive uh, thinking about the Packers. So, uh, there, you know, there may have been some arguments between me and my brother. That that might have happened. Uh, yelling across the room. At you each other. yelling and arguing. Shocking! I know. This seems it seems with your brother, who I assume is wildly different from you <laughs> in that respect too. That sounds crazy, Steve. <laughs> I know it, it, it was shocking for everybody, uh, but uh, you know, at the end of it, it was. I mean, the the team looked great. Like the, we we were texting about it before of. Like all three phases showed up of the game, showed up, you know, talking about things they could potentially do in the offseason, you know, and having if they hit in this draft. Like 2024 is looking really, really promising at this moment, which is really exciting because, you know, the one thing I've kind of taken away from from this season is what whatever happens is gravy. Like the Packers are talking, like people are talking about playoffs. They're talking about, you know, um, bizarre scenarios to to win the north which is i mean exciting 
But I mean, to me, this was this was a throwaway year. This was an evaluation year. And if these young kids can magically, you know, mix a potion together and get into the playoffs, oh my God, that's amazing. That that's unbelievably amazing. So um it, the future is bright in Green Bay. And I think at the beginning of the year, we didn't know. We really didn't know. So still a lot of football to go, but um the one thing we really got to talk about here, guys, the most important thing I think of this episode is Turkey Leg Gate. And, yes. And the fact that Fox somehow, some way, figured out a way to screw up getting Jordan Love a turkey leg. Because that's such tradition for the, uh, the Thanksgiving game. Like, what the hell was going on? They had a turducken in the booth. For Greg Olson to play with, and I'm not even going to use the terms that I should be using to, to, to be talking about what he did to that turducken, because it was gross. They had that on on camera, and it was gross of him sticking his hand into it, and then magically... He had to apologize was, that turducken's parents. As I would imagine. I it was that, disgusting. Yeah. And now Andy's going to have to put an explicit stamp on this episode of the podcast. It's <laughs> just not good. <laughs> but seriously, what the hell? Like, that... I, I don't. This to me is baffling. Like what what happened to the what happened to Fox? What happened, like it was it was the John Madden Thanksgiving, and they didn't have the eight legged turducken thing that that they always have. And then you know the conspiracy theories are running wild of that they had already seared a lion into the side of the turkey that was going to be presented because of course the lions were going to win and the Packers had no chance. But man, like. Twitter was pissed off. Like I'm pissed off. Like this is just so ridiculous. I don't know. Do you guys? Am I the only one? Is this like angry man yelling at a cloud? Or I, I too, am upset. Gur turkey. I can't believe <laughs> you can get turkey gur. I just think it's lame. Me. It's lame it more than lame. anything. Like, and you could tell that Jordan Love was genuinely disappointed. <laughs> he was like, "What do you mean there isn't a turkey for me? I just played really well. Perhaps my best game all season." And I. Now I get nothing for it, um, but it was lame. Do better, Fox. That's all I have mm-hmm. to say. Do better. And now, you know, they're going to be all upset, I'm sure, this week on uh, on the broadcast. Greg Olson will make some comment about how he didn't eat the turkey or ruin the turkey. It's all to save face. We know what really happened. Yeah. Greg Olson hates the Packers. That's what happened. Yep. Just buy an extra, buy an extra turkey. How are, during the game, like, oh, it looks like the Packers might win this. Do we have anyone that has an extra turkey? We probably do. Someone come on down and bring us your turkey. Also, if they seared easy. the Lions logo into it, it that, that would have been hilarious. The Put Packers players would have loved eating that with the Lions logo. Ran an they X <laughs> over it. It's not that hard. Just put an X over it. No Lions. Boo. Yes, we did it. We did it. Just cut a G into it. It's fine. Anything would have been better than the fact that he got no turkey leg after being the MVP of the Thanksgiving Day game. All the other all the other games had, had turkeys for their MVPs, but no, it couldn't happen. Couldn't was it George Kittle that was throwing turkey legs out of the stands on its way out? <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> put one in the Salvation Army basket, like, yeah. and they can't get one for Jordan Love on the field. <laughs> yeah, they had Just some crazy. random fan in the stands of the Niners game because Kittle went to throw it. Someone dropped it. It hit the ground. He looked at it, dusted it off, and tossed it up to someone else. <laughs> you have a guy up there eating it. Jordan Love oh. doesn't get anything. Very yeah. angry. Very it's upset. crap, man. It's crap. That's what I'd say. Uh, guys, we don't have a lot of news and notes today. Just um, Packers have 
made two transactions. They had brought on Joel Wilson to the practice squad, who was a tight end, and uh, then released Anthony Johnson, not Anthony Johnson Jr. So, um, yeah, there can only be one Anthony Johnson on the team now. Apparently, that, that was the whole thing. So, kind of like the Highlander, there can only be one. And um, so, yeah, Anthony Johnson, the cornerback, Dusty, the cornerback is gone, not Anthony Johnson Jr., the wide receiver. I knew he wasn't a wide receiver or an <laughs> offensive lineman or any of those things. I knew that before anyone told me. Sarah and I were really <laughs> excited because this was like the first time anybody ever corrected Dusty before the recording started. Uh, I'm really sad it wasn't on recording, Sarah. You realize but... I'm editing this part out, don't you, Steve? No! Like, you realize I'm just cutting this whole section. <laughs> I mean, that sounds accurate for you. That sounds accurate. <laughs> me yelling at people is accurate for me. And then you being like, I'm the smartest man alive. I can never I can never have anything bad said about me. I will just cut this out. The smartest man alive thing I'm going to keep in. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds about that. Again, again, all very, very accurate. <laughs> I'll clip that and put it somewhere where it's very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We do the, uh, the one thing to watch now that this is a normal Sunday night game. So Packers are playing the Chiefs. And, uh, I mean, clearly, I mean, I don't think we even need to do this whole segment. It's, it's just gotta be uh, Taylor Swift, right? That's all. That's what we're all watching for. I mean, I I hope she goes, that'd be pretty cool. One of my favorite people, right? One of my favorite American tour. She's on break right now, right? Yeah. Allegedly she's in Kansas city right now. So one of my favorite people and one of my favorite places I'm, I'm there. I'm, I love it. I saw, uh, I forget who it was, but there was somebody who tweeted one of the reporters that uh, her and Matt Schneidman were talking about if she yeah. is coming, that, that they know that she'll go through the loading dock and that this is the route that they could take. So it wouldn't look weird if they ran into her. That was uh, Cassidy Hill. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Listen. I was, I was loving that. I Smart. would do the same thing. I would exactly. Do the exact exactly. Same thing. <laughs> but. In the spirit of it, outside of Taylor Swift, let's jump into the one thing that you're looking for um, from the Packers' offense versus Kansas City defense. Um, Sarah, we'll start with you. Yeah, so you know, in recent years, there's been a lot of talk about the Chiefs' offense, but this year it seems like the big talk is about the Chiefs' defense. They've really turned things around, and their defense is elite. They've looked absolutely spectacular, especially in the last few weeks fourth best in the league according to ESPN and their line is just nasty they're aggressive they pressure the quarterback and they're really just relentless on that front um you know they obviously lost the game to the Eagles a couple weeks ago but they frustrated the hell out of Jalen Hurts they sacked him I think like five times just in the first half I mean it was crazy the the pressure uh was clear in there so the thing I'm gonna be looking for this week is protection we know the offensive line play has been better recently, but there have been times where Packers offensive line has been exposed. And I think it's really important that they protect Jordan Love this week and give him some time to at least do things. Because if the protection isn't there, this could get really ugly, really quick for the Packers. Um, but if they're able to hold their own, then, you know, as we saw this weekend, looks like they are, are game planning well and, you know, Good things could happen for Jordan Love and the Packers. Their young wide receivers are starting to develop. They're starting to look better. Everything is starting to kind of click on offense. But if the protection isn't there and Jordan Love doesn't have the time to make decisions he needs to and get things done, then it could be ugly. So I'm just looking for protection this week uh, and hoping that the Packers are at least able to hold their own. 
And for me, I'll go, I'll go improvement in the run game. The run game has been getting better. Offensive line has been getting better opening holes for those wide receivers or running backs, I guess. Also the wide receivers, if they hand it to a wide receiver, I guess. They've, they've got that option. Uh, they, they need to get that rolling because, like you said, Sarah, the pass defense is nasty. We know Spagnuolo likes to blitz. We know they can get after quarterbacks. Their run defense has not been great. Uh, they are, I think, 30, 27th by DVOA in, in rush defense. or six against the pass, 27th against the rush. If you look at EPA, the Chiefs are 31st in run defense EPA. Uh, they're tied with for 22nd in the league at allowing yards after contact in the run game, uh, just slightly above the Packers, just like mere percentage points above the Packers in that game. And over the past four weeks, they're 25th at giving up explosive runs in the run game on their defense. So if they're going to get after them, they got to get that rolling. It's been inconsistent. They've had their moments, usually against lesser teams, uh, lesser run defenses. But we even saw this past week. I mean, the run, the run offense was not great, but it looked better than it did the first time they, they played the Lions. So get some movement up front in the run game. The play action game was looking really good off of that as well. Some of the looks they got off of that was really good. So they, they I think if the Packers are going to win this game, they got to get rolling uh, on the running game, and they have to do it. Uh, they have to generate at least a couple explosive off of there. So if they can do that, I think they have a pretty good shot. But if they just have to rely on Jordan Love dropping back 45 times a game, like, like you said, Sarah, I think they're just going to bring the heat, and it's going to be a long day, so they need to try to get the run game up and running. Has there been, I haven't seen anything, but has there been any news on Aaron Jones if he's trending? Last I, I saw questionable, but I, I've not seen anything past that, no. Because what they practiced tomorrow, so there's no injury report. Yeah, but questionable is the last thing I saw. Yep, same. My um, thing that I'm going to be watching for is the continued development and connection of the wide receivers and Jordan Love. I mean, we, we're seeing it more and more every week. I mean, Christian Watson had a game. Uh, on Thanksgiving was like like we talked about earlier. He was going up and attacking the ball, and not just on the big bomb that he had. It was multiple times you saw him going after it, making contested catches. And I think with the fact that this pass defense is so good, that you are going to need to see these young receivers make a lot of contested catches. So they they've been pretty good about it. Um, they, but you want to see him do it against some of the best in the league. And that's going to show even more growth. So um, to me, that's the thing I think is going to be really important because as much as A.J. Dillon and the run game can might be able to do a couple of things, when it comes down to it, this is going to be Jordan Love versus Patrick Holmes. And um, I think it's really important that these wide receivers really show up on national TV, show up for a primetime game, and they can, you know, they've been they're starting to learn how to win. Now you got to learn how to win when the, when the lights are shining the brightest. So I think that'll be a really fun thing to, to kind of watch and, and see how they, how they react. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We talked about the fact that, I mean, I remember this was, this was me again, me being completely, completely wrong, but I talked about how they weren't going to beat the chargers, how they weren't going to beat the lions and somehow sitting here two and oh, and then most likely nobody's given them a chance against the Chiefs. So I really think this is another time for them to, you know, a really big hurdle that they can climb and, and see what they can do. All right, let's transition to some questions. We got a lot of questions this week and a lot of really, really good ones. So unfortunately, we're not going to get to all of them, but uh, there's quite a few. So we'll start off with the first one. We got Dave Hahn. Stats through 11 games have 2023 Love and 2008 Rodgers looking like twins. Given that Rodgers has had more established supporting cast, the argument could be made that Love is developing faster than Rodgers. Agree or disagree? And now that there's a nip in the air, except maybe in Florida, 
Let's try to play this start, sit, cut uh, food question. Chili and cornbread, roasted squash soup and grilled cheese sandwich, and hearty beef stew and biscuits. I mean, I, I'm I'm loving the fact that the start, sit, cut thing is starting to become a trend because people are bringing some really, really good questions. But Sarah, we'll start with you on, on Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I think this is hard to say. It's such a different time, and the game is so different now than it was then. But I think my takeaway here is that love is trending in the right direction. And, you know, we've talked about this countless times on our show that as long as there was improvement every single week, that is what you wanted to see. And we've seen that so far. There have been moments where early on it's like, you know, decision making was questionable. And are there things he can still work on now? Sure. But every week it seems like he's starting to put some pieces of the puzzle together. And again, I don't think he's the reason that the Packers have lost games that they've lost. He is at least putting up a fight. He's helping lead the team. And it's clear the guys love and trust him. So I think love trending in the right direction. I'm very hesitant to say, oh, he's Aaron Rodgers or he's going to be Aaron Rodgers because I think a big part of Aaron Rodgers is longevity too. He has been consistently good for so many years in the NFL. And it's hard to say when a guy is just starting out that even though their starts are similar, that he's going to have and provide that level of consistency over so many years. And then... As far as the food question, there is a little nip in the air. It's in the low 40s in Florida today, so that's cold for us. So this is a timely question for for me actually this week. Um, But I'm going to start chili and cornbread, sit beef stew and biscuits, and cut butternut squash soup and grilled cheese. I hate butternut squash soup. The thing is, I love a good grilled cheese. We talked about this last week, but the butternut squash soup is just so bad, it's an immediate cut. Yeah, and for me, I mean, some of this, it's eye test stuff, right? I mean, coming in, if you say, like, if Love came in with with established starters in the wide receiver room, maybe the rhythm, maybe the timing looks better, and he doesn't kind of, like, have some of those issues in the first half of the season. So I can understand the argument. Rodgers looked better out of the gate than this like there are still like to me even numbers aside whatever like you said there are a lot of a lot of a lot of changes in the passing game from the time rogers came in the league to to now in terms of just just rule changes and all that stuff and points of emphasis and whatever you want to call them but rogers look like that was like <laughs> halfway through that first start you're like oh this this dude's got something like this is it and love i still have questions on like some of the same questions i've had really since uh, for the past couple of years here, like he's, he's gotten better, but I still have some of those questions. I still think there's things that are not resolved where at this point during Roger season, and maybe this is just me just like, Oh, I remember it being like this. And I don't think it is by this point, like 10, 11, 12 games through Rogers rookie season or first starting season was like, this is the guy. There's no question that this was the guy. So, Numbers might be the same. The feeling I get is entirely different. Not entirely different because I do think Love can still be that dude. I just I don't get that same feeling. And then, yeah, I th- I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that all of us in the start sit cut, exact same thing. I also want the same. I do not have just an overwhelming hatred of butternut squash. I like butternut squash soup. I am I am perfectly fine with that. But, yeah, I'm going, I'm going chili, beef stew, uh, play chili, sit hearty beef stew, uh, cut roasted butternut squash soup. This could be the first time ever that we all completely agree on it. But, yeah, as far as the food goes, yeah, that's 100%. I mean, I don't know if you guys know of this, but I enjoy chili. I have talked about it once or twice, what? maybe. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. It's shocking to everybody. But, uh, yeah, that would that would be my list. And as far as Love versus Rodgers, 
I, I, I'm definitely on board with what you guys have said because Rodgers was different. He was just a different cat. And, like, you're seeing improvement right now, which is awesome. And the numbers are different. Or the numbers are almost the same, which is great. I love that. But, yeah, it's the eye test. It's – they're different dudes. Like, you're still learning what Jordan Love is. And it felt like, for the most part, everybody kind of knew what Rodgers had the potential to be. And so – I'm excited for Jordan Love. I, I love see. I, I'm really happy with the the progression that has been made from week one to where we are right now. It's that's amazing. Like I didn't know that that would actually happen. I didn't know. Like that was something that we had a huge question mark on. Of like, is this kid any good? And he's starting to, you know, Mike McCarthy stack successes, and that's that's huge. And so you want to see it week in and week out. And that's I think that's the major difference right now is. There were questions. There's questions about Jordan Love. I don't feel like there were a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers after like 10, 11 weeks. So to me, I would say that, yeah, like there is a difference. Like Rodgers was ahead of where Love is at this point. All right. So next question. Awesome podcasting skills. I had to go from DMs to the notifications, but um, – all right, I have successfully filibustered, and now we have a question from Parker Eaves. Out of Ford, Savage, Owens, Johnson Jr., who should be the starting two safeties? With Stokes coming back soon, would you try Valentine in the slot? Favorite Christmas movie and favorite Christmas-themed dessert to bake slash eat? Lots to unfold there, but Dusty, we'll start with you. I'm going for safeties. I'm going to go Savage and Anthony Johnson Jr. Um, I think Ford has promised. I was tempted to go Ford and Anthony Johnson Jr. just for, for the youth of it all. Uh, Owens has had some good moments. He seems, seems like more of a thumper. Like his his skills in space are not good, but he put him in the box, he's been pretty good. So Savage and Johnson Jr., I will go with. Uh, I would absolutely try Valentine on the slot. Uh, I think he's he's been good on the outside. Um Maybe, but I like if you're looking at who they have now. I think Valentine's too stiff to be to be in slot, but Valentine could be. So I would say go that way. Favorite Christmas movie, uh, man. Listen, I've got a thousand different ways I can go with this. Uh, Die Hard certainly up there. Um, uh, Black Christmas, uh, Rare Exports, Krampus, Gremlins, uh, all on the list. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is like an all time favorite of mine. Like I, that's one I, I try to watch every single year. Love Actually is up there as well. I try to watch a lot of Christmas movies. When the wife and I are doing presents uh, on Christmas Eve, it's usually Die Hard these days. We'll just we'll go ahead and throw Die Hard on. Uh, Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, like that's... I've never liked you more than I do right now because <laughs> so many people are like Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. The hell, it absolutely is. It absolutely it's a, is. Listen, it's a Christmas movie for a thousand different reasons. Yeah. Uh, if anyone says they, that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, I'm convinced they have not watched Die Hard. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, favorite Christmas-themed dessert. I feel like we've talked about this before. I feel like Sarah and I are going to be have the same answers here. It's spritz cookies, man. Like, I've got – my family will literally make buckets of spritz cookies, just huge buckets of different flavors of spritz cookies. And it's always a big – big night go over there usually it's my dad my sister will make him and everyone else kind of hang out but that's that that to me that's that's christmas right there i'm on mute rookie mistake there for me steve we're just all over the place this episode but uh i'll work backwards dusty mentioned spritz cookies yep that's my answer as well favorite movie it's a classic but it's just a christmas story that 
growing up watching that with my family. It just so many good memories. Have Ralphie in a bunny suit ornament smack dead center on my Christmas tree right now. So just just an absolute classic. And as far as the choices uh, for safety there, I'm going to go Ford and Johnson Jr. Uh, Owens, I left out Owens for the same reasons as Dusty. Just there's a lot of inconsistencies there. And Savage just is always hurt. And I just can't trust him anymore. Um, So figured, you know, I'll lean this direction. Go just youthful and see how it goes. But if he's not hurt, wouldn't you want him in the game? (laughs) Yeah, well, he'll get in the game and he'll get hurt. So it, then well, I'll have to put one of these other guys in anyways. Yeah, it's well, fine. No, I'm tired. He's lost my trust. I'm tired, Steve. <laughs> Just wait, sir. Wait, wait 15 years. <laughs> Tell me how tired you. We'll still be doing this podcast. Dusty and I in our mid-50s talking about how tired we are. And yeah, sir. Um, Safety-wise, I'm going to go, unfortunately, copying Dusty. Uh, Savage and Johnson Jr. I like those two. And with Stokes coming back, would you try Valentine in the slot? Sure, why not? I mean, I think it's a fluid situation. Of they've got a, they've got with these guys getting healthy, with Stokes coming back, with Jair coming back. If if everybody's healthy, then yeah, you can mess around and see what happens. Like again, like this is a a throwaway season and figure out what's going on, figure out the guys you like, like that's what you want to do right now. So for next year, the year after that, you know who you have, you know who you trust. That's what you want to do. Um, Favorite Christmas movie. Yep. Die Hard. Absolutely up there. I love Christmas vacation. Um, That's a great one as well. Uh, What else we got? Um, Home Alone. That one's the, all the Home Alone. Well, I'd say that back. Not all the Home Alones, just one and two. Uh, I was going to say, there's like six of those. There's at like some four point. now. And I, okay. my kids love love the Home Alone movies. So, uh, like, honestly, the amount of joy that I get from hearing my son laugh every time that Kevin throws a brick uh, in Home Alone 2 and, and hits Marv in the face. Like, it's just like pure belly laugh out of everything. Like, it gets me every time. So, um, I, yeah, I like watching that one with them. And then, I, yeah, like you said, I think we've talked about this in the past, but I always love the peanut butter kisses or the peanut butter blossoms, whatever they're called, of the peanut butter cookie with the Hershey kiss in there. My mom only makes them at Christmas time, and, like, those are my absolute favorites. So um, that would be my pick. Next question. Uh, Dusty, we got one for you. How has the identity of the offense changed between pre and post week nine as LaFleur centered his offense, catered his offense. Wow, I did that before too. Catered his offense for love and his young skill group. Uh, People keep saying that the coaching staff has been great the past few weeks. What has changed? So I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started 
started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It seems absolutely wild to me that Thanksgiving is already over and we're already racing through the holidays. And before you know it, it's going to be New Year's Day 2024. Part of me is incredibly excited for the holidays, the hustle and bustle, the magic, the love, the giving, everything amazing that goes into it every single year. But there's another part of me that's anxious, nervous, sad, emotional, and kind of just ready to put the holidays behind me and fast forward right past everything. For me, I always find it stressful trying to find the perfect gift for people to try to make everyone's holiday a perfect success and to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. If we're being real, we all know that this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to have a wide range of emotions and feelings during the holiday chaos. That's where therapy has come up huge for me. Amongst all the anxious and chaotic moments, therapy has been the anchor that's kept me grounded and the guiding light to get me through the season. I've learned to keep an eye on the positives, to avoid the triggers that cause me to be anxious, and to focus on all the joy and love that's surrounding me during the holidays. If you think that therapy could benefit you, it's time to give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp will flex to your needs, your schedule, and your unique situation. You too can find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy so it's interesting and there's some of this it's it's tough to nail down some of it because they are very specific as far as game planning stuff so like week to week opponent to opponent like they will change up quite a bit of stuff what i will say and i think i mentioned this 
before as they were in the process of doing that. It seemed like they came out of the gate this year with this is what we're going to do. We're going to run the playbook and these guys will catch up. And there was just there was a lot of motion. There's a lot of play action and the guys were just having a hard time with it. So they stripped it down and they're starting to build it back up. We're seeing all different kinds of motions. That's one thing I've been trying to do better this year is chart motions. We're seeing a lot of uh, mainly jet and that cheat motion stuff. They've been running a whole bunch of that and they've been running different concepts off of that just over the past two weeks. Uh, So it seems like they kind of, they started out hot, throttled down, simplified a little bit. And the playbook is a little more vertical than it was before. And I do think to some extent, um, one thing, and this was a complaint that I had this year, but I, I think I'm starting to see why they're doing some of this. One of the, one of the things that I really wanted them to do is get some of those deeper horizontal crossers, which you can do against single high stuff, which we've seen a lot of single high this year, uh, kind of going back to some of that against some defenses and they haven't been doing that. And what the reason you do that is because then you throw it to a guy, he's running full speed across the field. You can do that. Love was having some trouble with that. So they've gone to some more um, static concepts, some more like, 10 yard, 10 yard hitches. So you run 10 yards, you stop, you turn around. So instead of trying to hit guy in the move, you're hitting a man stationary. It's very timing based. It's something that you can get your quarterback in rhythm doing that stuff, but you're limiting your, your yak opportunities. So for a guy like Jordan Love, who's maybe having trouble with the timing of some of these young receivers and all the stuff that goes into that, they started building some of that stuff in that we've not really seen out of this little offense up until this point. So I do think it was kind of, it's been a lot of things, but I do think it was a, I think they came out with a plan. They stripped it down. They've started throttling up the back up the use of motion as, as guys are getting more comfortable, but they're also using a little more kind of like static receiving concepts uh, just, just so love can kind of hit that back foot balls out. It's less like I've got to lead this guy across the field. So eventually I think they will build back in some of the, some of the yak opportunities, some of those big crossers. So you can hit those guys, but they were having so much trouble with the timing of that stuff. I think they're just, they're, they kind of are, slowly building some of that stuff like as, as well. So again, it's kind of game plan to get or week to week. It's a little game planning. And so some of that stuff's kind of hard to suss out, but that's, that seems like some of the stuff that I've been seeing um, over the past few weeks here for sure. We've got another one uh, that is dusty centric, but we're going to, since you just talked for 20 minutes, we're going to skip that, come back <laughs> to it. So next one uh, I've got is from Brian Hartstead. The win over the Lions gave confidence that this season may not be lost. With several winnable games remaining, what continued growth would you like to see from this team? And comfort food question. Start, sit, cut. Mac and cheese, chili, pancakes. Uh, Sarah, we'll we'll begin with you. I think something I'd like to continue to see is just the continued development of the younger receivers. Um, And we've seen some... You know, I don't want to say stars yet, but we've seen some contenders for that title emerge. You know, Jaden Reed has really stepped it up the past couple of weeks. Christian Watson is now reemerging. Dobbs has looked good all year. So um, it that has been good to see. It seems like they're getting a little more comfortable at times. You know, we, we saw it even a couple of times on Thursday. You know, guys were kind of running the wrong routes or looked a little confused. But continued development there, I think, is the most important thing because – that's what Jordan Love also needs to continue to develop to. Um, it's really, I mean, Love is kind of in a really difficult situation right now. I mean, he's a young quarterback and he has all young receivers and that's not an easy thing to do. So if they can continue to grow together, I think that's a really positive thing for this team. And then for the food question, I am going to start chili. Um, 
I, I think there are just so many different kinds of chili that I enjoy. I've been on a white chicken chili kick lately and it's my favorite thing. So that might be recency bias, but I feel I still feel okay about it. I'm going to sit mac and cheese and I'm going to cut pancakes. I'm not a big pancakes person. Waffles and French toast are better. So that one was kind of an easy cut for me. Yeah, and I mean, my, my answer is about the same. It's it's love in the passing game because I mean, really that's the future. That's what matters at this point, right? It's like it's all these guys are young. You want to see them grow together. We need to see that. Some of the stuff with, with love, again, some of the timing and accuracy, the, we said the, the route running from some of those guys, which I think has gotten better. But obviously we had the big Christian Watson running the wrong route and then love just throwing a ball a thousand miles an hour to Jaden Reed's chest and getting a touchdown anyway. But that could have ended in disaster. And you had a couple of those moments. You still have love. I don't know if it's not trusting his guys or not really getting the feel for it. He's been taking like this extra hitch before there's a deep ball. And I that's that's throwing some stuff off as well. He took like two extra hitches before that opening shot to Christian Watson. Like if you threw that off the first hitch, man, you probably got that. But you just you're waiting a little too long. We saw it with uh, Malik Keith in a later one as well. So pretty much everything long. I don't know if that's a tick in his game. I don't know if that's because some of the guys have not been where they were, they were earlier. So he's hesitating a bit, but just, just see progression in that. You just want to see if love in the passing game, if by the end of the year, you're like, all right, dude, we've got either one star and a whole bunch of bit players, or we've got every single one of the, we've got like three guys that are solid at the very least. And then we can either run with this or get a true number one and work off of this. If you get those answers by the end of the year, um, I think it'd be good. And I, I don't think we have that, but I think we're working our way to some of that stuff. So that that's really what I want to see. And then, yeah, I'm going same as Sarah. I'm going uh start chili, sit mac and cheese, cut pancakes. I like pancakes, man. I'm, I love pancakes. They had the, the IHOP has, uh, they've been having running run ads for like the Willy Wonka meal. And they were like purple pancakes. And I sat up a little straighter in my chair. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but I'll try that. Uh, I do like pancakes, but yeah, I, I don't know. Chili, we, I came from I came from a family that was a big mac and cheese family. So I, I, I cannot cut mac and cheese. I love me some mac and cheese. I think the biggest thing that I'm looking for, continued success. I, I, you guys kind of covered the offense. I, I want to see the continued growth of the defense like you've got a lot of untested rookies that are playing that are getting some some time and I want to see where those guys go I want to see Lucas Van Ness I want to see Devontae Wyatt you know Quay Walker I want to like I want to see all these guys continue to grow like they seem to be growing they seem to be playing better time in time out like you know it's young players so sometimes good sometimes bad but if this team is going to turn into the contender that we want, we all as Packer fan want them to be, you need growth from both sides. Like we, that's something that you absolutely desperately need. And I mean, we saw when, when Aaron Rodgers had a top 10 defense, what happened? He won the Super Bowl. So if you can get this offense clicking with these young kids and you can get this defense clicking into a top 10 defense, like, and we've all we've all criticized Joe Barry a crap ton, and it's all been well deserved. But man, you got to tip your cap to him for this Lions game. Like he put out a great, great scheme, um, and, and really had for whatever reason those guys were they were clicking on all cylinders. So whatever they did that game, I would love to see them do it again for the Chiefs game. And uh, my God, we are going to agree two times in a row on a start. Holy cut. cow! This is. Uh, Normally, this is where all the fiery interactions happen. This is we our, tell each other how this stupid is our last we podcast, are. right? We're done after this. We can't, <laughs> this game, like, legally, we have, we have to, to break up after this. Yeah. <laughs> legally, we have to. 
Uh, but yeah, mine is a very, very close choice between chili and mac and cheese. Like, I love a good mac and cheese. That's like one of my favorite foods. But chili is still, still the king. And I do enjoy pancakes, but man, they like they they are very filling. I would have to say so. Can't eat too much of that. Um, so, Dusty will grab another one for you from Kevin Cushing. I didn't even understand this question, so that's how I knew it was for you. So it's, will the Packers offense be more prepared for Spagnola's pressure than they were in 2021? And if they don't pressure, will they adapt to less pressure or no pressure after having prepared for pressure? <laughs> I don't know if he can say pressure anymore in that question. but Buddy, uh, we, can, we can try. <laughs> He's going to say it again here in a second, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. This is amazing. Uh, and then this food question favorite meal to prepare in a pressure cooker. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so it's multi-tiered question here. So the first question is, will the Packers offense be more prepared for Spagnuolo's pressure than they were in 2021? Buddy, they'd better be. Uh, I mean, I don't, th- I think the, the problem, the problem, the, the last time they played, I don't think was Spagnuolo's pressure. I think it was just like, we think love can do everything Rogers would do against pressure. Like they, I think they anticipated it. They just thought that Love could do everything, and they didn't change it, and that was the problem. But I think they'll be prepared because they know who Spagnuolo is. Uh, so then the second part of that question is, if they don't pressure, will they adapt if they don't bring pressure? So basically, if you if you build an entire game plan around dealing with pressure, uh, and then they don't pressure, how screwed are the Packers? <laughs> this is essentially how that reads. I think they'll be fine. I mean, I think you know Spagnuolo will pressure a lot. Uh, they... <laughs> Listen, I say he play, he blitzes a lot. He'll bring a lot of pressure. He still is blitzing like half as much as Brian Flores, and they already played the Vikings team, so like they've already seen the extreme version of of the way this can go. Uh, and I so I will say they will, they will come out with a game plan that will have a mix of stuff because that's what they're going to have to do. If Spagnolo does, I think this is something Flores knows. Spagnolo comes out and he's like, all right, I'm not bringing a whole lot of pressure. I think they will lean on the portions of their playbook and the portions of the game plan that don't have that. The floor has not been afraid to repeat calls um, this year as as they need to if they need to dip into that bag if things change. I mean, we're going to run the we're going to run the same concept six different times. We're just going to run it out of kind of six different looks. We saw that this past week. They hadn't run this dagger concept, which is like a vertical out of the slot and then a dig route behind it. They hadn't run that in like four weeks. They ran it like five times this past week against this Lions team because they knew they'd be able to. They just ran out of different looks, out of different personnel, out of different motion packages, all of that stuff. So I think the floor has been really good um, this year specifically with uh with adjusting stuff in game coming up with those in-game adjustments and I, I don't think he's afraid to say all right listen man we're just gonna run like we're gonna run this same concept we're gonna run this six different times as opposed to these six different plays i've prepared we're just gonna dress them up a little bit i so i i think they will be fine just because i've, I've been impressed with what lafleur has done on that front this year i think they'll be good and then uh pressure cooker man i can't remember the last time i did a pressure cooker meal uh i think this will be steve's question I, I, roast beef roast beef and potatoes probably i guess i don't know that's mine, I guess, but it's been a while. Sarah, you said you don't have a pressure cooker, correct? Nope. So this question is just not for me at all. <laughs> uh, actually, I the one that I really loved is actually it's a pot roast. So you use like a three-pound chuck roast. And, um, man, it's, a, it's like an hour and a half, so it cooks in there forever. And you cook it with potatoes and carrots, and there's like – a red wine glaze that goes onto it and like, Oh my God, like 
my kids are picky eaters and they ate that whole thing up. Like that was one of my favorites. So if you are very interested in it or anything, let me know. I still have the, the link saved to my, to my phone so I can send it to you. Um, next question we got Mike Quano. Would you make an O-line change coming out of the mini buy, mainly Ryan for JRJ and do we see more screens or true deep shots, nine or deep corner posts against the stout Chiefs defense this week? All right. So apparently there were three questions for Dusty. I don't know, Sarah. Maybe oh, I'll start with you. Do you have do you have comments on that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, would I make an O line change coming out of the mini buy? Uh, possibly. I, I think I would try something out. Will the Packers? No, because this is the Packers and they're stubborn as hell and they never change. Um and then as far as what I think we'll see more of, I think we'll see more screens versus true deep shots, um, kind of for everything that we've already talked about before. The The Chiefs' pass defense is really good, and I think they're just going to try to get the ball in Jordan Love's hands and, and get things out quick. And, and, you know, just rather than going for some of the deep shots, just hoping, okay, let's just move the sticks. Let's move down the field when we can establish the run game. And we've seen that work for the Packers in the, in the past. And obviously this is the first time it'll be with Jordan love, but Matt LaFleur has in the past has cooked up some games for Aaron Rodgers where they do that. And they absolutely shred teams. So I think that's the direction they'll lean, but curious to see if dusty has some different thoughts here. Uh, I yeah, I would make an O line change just because um, why not? At this point, you're 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 looking at everything, right? So might as well look at this. And I will say to the Packers credit, to the Packers credit, they've been mixing stuff up on the offensive line a little bit this year. They've been they've been running that um, Nyman uh, Walker kind of. Uh, uh, rotation out of left tackle uh ryan got some snaps i don't think running was was injured this past week and then ryan got some snaps at right guard over there so i think they they've been trying stuff out i don't think they're fully committing one way or the other and i'd like to just see them fully commit i'd like to this is just say let's i think ryan ryan got 25 percent of snaps at right guard all right you're a starter like because he has not started a game yet you're the starter if things go bad we'll pull you if things go really bad we'll pull you if not work your way out the i i don't love the platoon i i like just sticking a guy there for a whole game and see what happens uh but i i they have been trying to work some of that stuff out so we'll see how this goes and yeah for me and i think it's just because the packer screen game has not been very good this year uh and chris jones is very smart and will blow up screens i just wanted to bomb just just deep shots dude and you can i mean you can dial that stuff up and you can max protect that stuff in a way where the pressure is not going to get there as your seven step drop and then you just let that sucker fly so i i would do that just because i don't know what they're going to do it, it a beautiful screen against a blitz is just it's it's just so beautiful it's just very lovely packers have not been able to get that timing all year they've had like four good successful screens this year so in an ideal world screens are the way to go this packers team i don't think is ready for it and some of that is some of the stuff they've been doing on the offensive line honestly so i just think you just just bomb it and just see what happens and Can you pray. imagine if, if Luke Getzey was running the offense right now? <laughs> How many screens Did you see the field stat from this past week? It was like his his a- average air yards for the game was point eight. Point three. It was it was point eight. It was what? less than a yard air yards per per pass. Oh my god! Yeah, it was less than a yard. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that's 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 a whole different thing. But my god, do they not trust Justin Fields to throw the ball down the field? Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got another one. This one clearly was for me because it's talking about inside linebackers. Is Isaiah McDuffie 
the future at inside linebacker alongside Quay, or should we be expecting another early pick at the position? Assume Campbell is a cut candidate in either 24 or 25. Sarah, what do you think? I think he's an option. Do I think he's the future alongside Quay? I don't feel good about that. Probably not. But I think, you know, we talked about this a little before recording, so I know we all kind of have a similar answer here. I don't think that they're going to invest in one of in this position with one of their higher draft picks either. So I, I just don't see really either of these things happening. I think if one's more likely, it's that McDuffie is the short-term answer, um, but I don't think he's the long-term solution. Yeah, no, no notes. Exact, exact same answer as Sarah. Yeah, we got nothing. So we'll, we'll move <laughs> okay. on. Good, good job, sir. Good job. Uh, Matt Pickett, the win on Thanksgiving Day was amazing, but is it a, was it a flash in the pan or the new standard? What do you think the chances of, Packers, of the Packers sustaining that kind of butt-kicking are? Food, uh, what's, the, what's your favorite meal that you can make in one pan? So, Dusty, let's start with you. Is uh, is this the new norm? Is this the new normal, or is this uh, just a flash in the pan? It'd be nice if it was, and I hope it is. I don't. I don't think it's either. I don't think. I don't think it's a new normal. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think with a young team, you're going to have these ups and downs. And I think this this was an up. I think they came in with a good plan. Obviously, we saw we said Watson going up and getting the ball when it was underthrown, and and love being on the same page. Malik Heath had a good game on this past week. So they were, they, they had guys on the same page. They were doing well, but I think, I mean, this is something that, that I've heard other people say, and it's, it's a thousand percent true. Progress is not linear uh, in the NFL, pretty much anywhere. Progress is not linear, but to say like they put together a couple of games, this is going to be what they're going to do. No, you're going to have with the young team. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have somewhere. I mean, if you just look at again, that read touchdown, that was Watson ran a flat was supposed to run a slant to clear that stuff out. If that ball hits Watson, in the hip and, and pops up and it's an interception like this game's totally different. And, and that could theoretically happen. That doesn't mean they played any worse. It's just sometimes the ball bounces the wrong way. So I think they've shown some nice things. Again, I still have concerns and questions about love. Even like if you look at the Watson ball again, kind of double hitched that was underthrown. He had another one that was a really great contested catch by Watson. It was, it was a little five yard out route that loved through behind him instead of leading him to the sideline. Watson came back, made a great catch on that. He shouldn't have had to. So I think there's still issues that, that maybe some better teams will take advantage of. And sometimes the ball won't bounce their way, but I think they have looked better. The progress has been good. I am not ready to say this is a new normal. I'm not ready to say Jordan loves the guy, anything like that, but it's been, it's been fun watching this team early in the season. <laughs> I mean, you can go back and listen. I'm sure to some of our episodes, you probably, I don't know if you want to, but you could, you know, theoretically, if you want to, uh, it was so messy early that this team was so ugly and it was hard to watch. Like, even if they're losing, they're having fun watching them now. Like they're they're doing some nice things. It's been fun. They couldn't but. get a first down in the first half. No, that no. was like five weeks ago. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah it wasn't even earlier this season. Like it was very <laughs> recently. <laughs> so I'm having fun watching them. I don't think this is a new normal, but they're showing progress, and that's good and that's fun. Um, favorite meal I can make in just one pan? I've got quite a handful. I mean, a lot of the meals that I, that I make, uh, I try to do as one pan as possible. And some of that feels like cheating because it's like, do this in a pan and then dump this out and then clean out the pan. I can just use two pans, brother. That's not one pan if I got to do that. But I will go like like tacos, like a lot of uh, – usually I do like a ground pork taco or something, some peppers, some onions, seasoning, all that stuff. You just kind of mix all that stuff in together. 
it's hard to mess up a taco. That's really easy. And then uh, you can go like steak and potatoes. Um, do some of those like baby yellow potatoes. Do some garlic butter. Put some steak in there. Like that's 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 a nice easy meal that's always delicious. I can do in one pan. So I, I could. I have got a lot because uh, again I try to <laughs> try to make my kitchen clean up as minimal as possible when I'm cooking. Uh, but those those are usually my go tos right there. Yeah, and I agree with with what Dusty said. I think. You know, this is flashes of what this team could be in the future and where they could potentially go. But I don't think it's something we're going to see every single week and or something that we should expect, but maybe expect it in a year, in a couple of years. And this is the pain of having a team that's in a rebuilding phase, that's a young and inexperienced team, is that there are going to be weeks where they look like they're the best team in the world. And there are going to be weeks, like we just said, where they can't even get a first down. And that's just kind of the growing pains of it all. So I think, you know, the Lions game was obviously a good week. It's one where a lot of things clicked. The game plan was good. The adjustments that were made later were good. And they were able to roll with it. But there's going to be times where it's the complete opposite. Uh, But it makes me hopeful. And that's my takeaway from that. Uh, I'd say there's about a 30% chance that they sustain that level of play uh, moving forward. I think it's just going to be super up and down. And then my one pot, or what is it, one pan, one pot, whatever it is, meal would be fried rice. Uh, Super easy to do in one pan um, and absolutely delicious. Have you ever done the cauliflower fried rice? I have. It's actually pretty good. As long as you douse it in soy sauce and yum yum (laughs) sauce, then you're good. Yeah, that's a valid point. Valid point. But um, no, I don't think this is a new norm. I think I don't. I also don't think it's a flash in the pan. But as we taught, this season is going to have ebbs and flows. And right now they're they're at a peak. They're, you know, most likely there's probably a valley coming. (laughs) I don't want it to happen, but. You know, maybe it won't be as low as the we can't get a first down in the first half type of situation or we can't score points in the first half type of situation. Hopefully they'll be able to correct it a little bit easier. But, yeah, I mean, people are going to start to see what the Packers are doing on film and then find ways to kind of combat it. And then they're going to have to figure out new stuff to do and new ways to, to succeed. And so, again, like I, I talked about it earlier in the podcast of – it's an evaluation year. So the fact that people are already going to like, Oh my God, they're going to make the playoffs. Like what happened? Like, is this a disappointment if they don't move past the first round in the playoffs or like all these things? And I'm like, pump the brakes, man. Like you really, really got to slow down first, first you play the chiefs. And then everybody's just, it feels like everybody is just assuming that they're just going to run the table. And I mean, I know they have the, the easiest schedule after the chiefs game. I understand that. This is still a very young team. That doesn't mean there won't be hiccups. That doesn't mean there won't be a bad game here and there. Like these things are going to happen to this team. They're not just going to go five and zero, six and zero at the rest of the season and magically make the playoffs, win the NFC North. Like you got to be able to have a little bit of, of um, you know, understanding of where they this team actually is. The three and one in the last four games been so much fun. It's been amazing, and I, I appreciate every moment of it. But trying to be realistic and understanding they're probably not going to be going six and all the rest of the season. Um, it'd be cool if they did very cool, but that shouldn't be the the reality of it. So um, to me, that's kind of where I'm sitting. And then as far as a one pan thing, 
I like to do uh, get all my stuff for breakfast burritos prepared in there. That's always a really fun one. So scrambled eggs. So you can throw in some hash browns in the corner, some onions and peppers if you want. Um, you know, whatever meat you're cooking, like chorizo, sausage, that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of mix it all up in the bowl, add in your toppings, whatever you're going to do, and then wrap it up. And then just, I also will fry my burrito as well um, on both sides, get a little crisp to it. So you can keep that all in one pan and have it, have it go really well. So um, again, like you guys said, there's a bunch of really, really good ones. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of hamburger helper, but that's a really good one to add on top. I'm just kidding. Um, both looking at me like I'm an idiot, but yeah, that's fine. That's, that, that's for, that's per the norm. That's per the norm. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for all your questions. That was a lot of really, really good stuff. Uh, there was even a question that made Dusty make fun of me for wearing my hat backwards all the time. So that was really, really nice. Um, we appreciate that. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, shout out for that. The Dave, for the Dave Matthews question, because uh, <laughs> I'm a white dude with a backwards hat, so of course I love Dave Matthews. That was Dusty's exact response to me, but I do, I, I do enjoy some good. I'm Dave not Matthews. wrong. Listen, you not wrong. You weren't. You were a dick about it, but you weren't wrong. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, with that, we're gonna jump to some clo- uh, final thoughts for the episode. So, uh, Sarah, I'm gonna start with you. Yeah, so I don't really have anything coming up, but our pod father, Andy Herman, does. So he tweeted a big announcement today that on Saturday at 7 p.m., he's going to be at Badger State Beer doing a live Q&A. So you have an opportunity, if you live in the area, to go hang out with Andy, meet him in person. Um, I've never met Andy in person, but I've met him online, and he's great. So go out and support Andy. I'm sure it'll be a great time, um, and that you'll have a lot Smack of fun. Smack a beer out of his hand if you have the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> pretty I cool. he loves it's pretty that. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, what about you? Got my stuff. My writing stuff. Uh, pack report. On, it's always weird because the game's on Thursday, but I still have a lot of my regular writing schedule stuff, so it's like the game feels like so long ago, and then I – write everything and then it doesn't come out for a week and then I forget what it was. So on Packer Report, I think on Monday I wrote about um, it was the Dobbs drop on third down, but it was a concept I've been waiting for them to run. So it's one of those where it's like, oh, hey, I know that. That's cool. That's in their playbook. Uh, so I wrote about that. It's called Arches. Uh, I've been looking for that for a while. So that was that was a fun little concept to see. I hope they make some more use out of it. Uh, and she said TV, that'll be today. It's coming out. Wrote about the passing game, wrote about uh, the dagger concept, which I kind of mentioned earlier, the different ways they dress some of that up. And then I also wrote about the Tucker craft touchdown. That was just, Oh, just a thing of beauty. Just that. I love that. He got that touchdown too. He had robbed the week before he finally got his first touchdown. I just, I absolutely love that. I wish it was in Lambo and you get that leap, but that was a lot of fun. And then, um, for Cheesehead's YouTube uh, channel, I just recorded it earlier today, so I guess that'll probably be out tomorrow. We'll be uh, so with John Kuhn kind of talking through four different plays. We get into some of Love's decision making. We talk about his deep ball and and again why why that might be late or underthrown on some of those. Some of the floor game planning stuff. Uh, one of my favorite things was he. <laughs> He, uh, Kuhn brought up uh, running back blitz pickup, Patrick Taylor blitz pickup, and I was immediately set up. It's like, ooh, okay, let's talk about that. So I asked some questions about running back, back blitz, blitz pickup, if that's something that, that excites you. Um, we talk about that. And then uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's it. It was a fun week. Like I said, it's always weird uh, when you get the Thursday stuff and trying to write everything and then, Oh, I've got a whole lot of time to kill now. Uh, but yeah, really fun week to write about. It's always fun to talk about the wins and that one specifically felt really, really good this season. So a lot of stuff out there. Uh, maybe, maybe you can read some of it or not. I guess that's fine as well. Uh, I don't have too much, but you know, with the holiday season approaching, uh, I already hear, um, you know, it's a super stressful time for a lot of people, like shopping, holiday parties, get-togethers, family that you, you know, might not talk to that you now have to talk to and have interactions with. It's always a, like an unbelievably stressful time. So um, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. That's a, that's a huge thing that I make sure that I'm I'm trying to prioritize my mental health at all times. Um, so do that. And again, we've, we've talked multiple times, but the DMs are for all three of us are always open if you ever want to talk Packers. If you ever want to talk about life, like feel free to reach out. Like that's something that we absolutely would be more than, than happy to talk to you about. So do that. And then uh, my challenge for, for you, for anybody listening is go out of your way and um, go talk to somebody that, that you really appreciate and make sure that they understand how much that you appreciate them. Uh, especially this holiday season. It's a really, really kind of nice thing that, Maybe you don't do it very often, but um, we have a thing for within my work. It's called uh, our special contributors, and so I was able to nominate my boss this this week um, for that, and just kind of talk about all the things. As as much as he's a really good boss, he actually cares about us individually. Sit down and have conversations about life and everything going on. So um, I want to make sure that he understood that that was important to me of of what he does for for me and my team. So. Uh, it's a challenge for you guys this holiday season. Go out and make sure the people that you love and that you really um, enjoy being around, that they know that. So um, with that note, we will be back next week. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at Packaday Podcast, at Sarah Kelleher4, at Dusty Evely, at Steve Perhatch. Uh, hopefully it will be a victory on Sunday Night Football, which would be amazing. And we get to talk about how – Taylor Swift was in Green Bay and got to watch Travis Kelsey lose. That would be a really fun thing to talk about next week. But we will be back either way, win or lose. And as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.